So what is in the winner's package? All pretty, pretty lean stuff, mostly carbs. I've got uh, gas de pork, so fat of pig. I've got uh, uh, confit de pork maison. I don't really know what it is. And uh, yeah, it's all basically fat meat. So this goes with you tomorrow in the bike jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to Broom Wagon, Broom Wagon, this time in the Old Truth Pyrenees edition. So yeah, we'll continue the daily update on how it is going here in the, in the Pyrenees, in the French area. And today I'm happy I survived. I mean, it was... It was harder than expected. Uh, it was a, a nice stage starting from Pau, Po. I, I'm struggling with the name of the city. Uh, it was about 95, 96 kilometers and 2,500, 2,700 meters of altitude with one big climb at the end. And yeah, then we got back to, to Po again with, with the bus. And yep, this time I'm uh, here also with uh, a guest that you remember from previous episodes. Ciao Carlo! Hello everybody! Hi! So yeah, here we are. Uh, this time I wanted, since we are at the beginning of the Outroot, to touch base a little bit and describe what is the Outroot and why is it different from the other Grand Fondos or other races that you might find in uh in europe mostly what what do you think that the outroot brings to the riders well uh well the main difference is that it's a stage race and uh, therefore there's transfers involved and uh, today we might want to talk about that because it's an element that is never uh, part of a grand fondo a grand fondo is basically a loop so you leave your car wherever the grand fondo starts and then he goes back to the to the same place today. Um, well, today was point to point, but actually we then went back to Po with the bus, and we just wanted to say you know something about the organization, saying that you know it is actually pretty well organized. I felt that they were pretty efficient in taking nearly five hundred uh, people yeah. from the top of a mountain back to the hotel reasonably quickly. Yeah, from I mean, from my perspective, it really feels like you're in something that is a professional level. I mean, uh, as an amateur, to have people take care of you, bring you to the to the end, uh, give you everything that you need. In fact, I mean, if you need assistance, you have assistance. If you need, well, you have a briefing of of the day. You have people around you that are there exactly to be on the rider's part. So it's something that uh, probably in the amateur world it's quite difficult to to find. And, you know, even if you know you're an amateur and everything makes you feel a little bit uh, special in a certain way. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very happy on the first day, but <laughs> yes, we have some days. Can I just say one more thing? So one uh, important thing, I think, in these uh, stage races is to eat as soon as possible after the end of the stage. So what they do, regardless of the logistics, at the end of the stage, they 
you can you leave them in the morning a, a backpack in which you can pack whatever you like some clothing but also for example if you want some tupperware with some food in and the uh, rice cooker the rice cooker man <laughs> so if there is actually one limit of the truth is that um well and again apologies to the french because i'm gonna say something that might sound rude but having a potato puree with a chicken in broth is probably not the thing that you would expect to have um after a hundred kilometers of hard riding is it yeah i think i think you would be really happy to race in asia probably you know <laughs> because yeah in china somewhere so what we did is uh, well i bought uh, a, a slightly over-dimensioned rice cooker now that i realize is probably can cook like four kilos of rice and me and simon are um, just uh, let's say one step ahead in the feeding uh, strategy because we're gonna we, we just have rice in the evening rice after the end of the stage our glycogen level is always going to be high yeah, yeah. i think it's really nice at the end of the story because uh, you will see the recovery is quite difficult uh, day to day and yeah these extra little things help a lot but yeah, we will see how, how this goes further. Tomorrow we have a second stage. Uh, it will be probably similar uh, to the to the one of today. Oh, by the way, not to, I forgot to mention, just Carlo won the stage today. Like, yeah, yeah, it was it was a good start. Um, I was pretty happy. Uh, everything happened on the last climb, and there was a French guy that was actually very strong the first ten minutes. I was actually a bit doubtful about, uh, you know, if uh, it was especially on the steep ramps, more probably because it was very light. He was, and then eventually I managed to, to drop him, and then I, I mean, I won by like over three minutes, so it was, it was good. He was local, right? He was from 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 Po. From Po. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he knew the ramps, but. But still, I mean, even if even if I knew if I knew the ramp, it wouldn't change too much for me. I mean, I'll probably maybe pace myself a little bit better, but at the end, you have the legs that carry you up uphill. So, yeah, we could say one last thing about just the scenery. So I, I think that the Pyrenees are different from the Alps because they're quite in eighty k. You've got all these mountains. So actually, from Po. We in 90k we went up to 1,700 meters, and from there you could see literally all southwest France. It was uh, like a balcony on the. It felt a little bit like being at the top of Monte Grappa, ish. Yeah, on on the top of of the last climb, yes. Yeah, at the beginning, I felt a little bit like in Surrey, yeah. uh, in in England, uh, because it was all these ups and downs and steep parts. And without realizing, after 70 kilometers, we had 1,000 and something meters of altitude. So to me, that felt like your your hometown, more or less. Like Dorking, <laughs> lovely Dorking, which actually at the moment is one of the best places to go riding in the summer. Is lovely. It's just the winter that is miserable there. <laughs> but yeah, we will see uh, how this goes tomorrow. It's a very similar stage to, to the one that we had today. So the first part without a real climb, but uh, with a lot of ups and downs. And yeah. People will take it more easy. I hope, because <laughs> otherwise I, I don't survive. Yeah, there was like uh, way too many silly attacks that... I mean, how do you think you're going to make it 60K 
on your own and then there's 20 kilometers of climbing at the end that is definitely not gonna work Come on, the guy was confident yeah there was one guy that went on a crazy breakaway and to be fair i mean he was super strong because we only managed to get him at the beginning of the last climb and he basically did 65k breakaway on his own uh, so congrats to him but if he you know if he paced himself a bit better maybe tomorrow you could do much better results but yeah so today we have the story from from the winner tomorrow we'll try to to have a different story no no <laughs> the winner we we know him already <laughs> we know him already so it's time to change we we try to to see some other faces probably from from the middle of the pack or from the rear of the pack and to see how they how they live this this adventures so ciao ciao and talk to you tomorrow Bonjour, Bonjour. Euh, je voudrais un calipo pêche, oui. s'il vous plaît.